It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Support strong, healthy bones with Swiss Vitamin D 400 capsules. Only $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Thursday the 28th of July, we're ending the week. We're getting closer to Friday. I love the weekend. Louis away tomorrow. He's going to have a nice, long, well-earned weekend. He's coming down to Christchurch, actually. I'll catch up with him and Shannon on Saturday. It'd be great to catch up, mate. And the mail run, the good oil, is it? Good oil Saturday? Mail run Saturday, 8 to 10. The good oil will be there as well, but the mail run will be live from the pool house. Mail run live from the pool house, so I'll be getting those tips and getting on before all of you out there even know what's hit you. So looking forward to catch up with you on the weekend, <laughs> Louis, and up. your lovely partner. Yeah, shorten up, mate. It is the weekend, and my wife said, Izzy, save it for the weekend, because I did have a wee dabble yesterday, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it was a Wednesday synthetic, and we had Bruce Harvey on yesterday, and he was good, mate, so he got me excited, and... Well, it was a great day, actually. The weather was out, the sun was shining. I'm up because the sun's shining down here, boys, and I've seen the sun for two weeks. And yesterday, I was going blind. I was like, whoa, it's so bright. What is hitting me? The sun's out, I'm up and about, and I'm going to play golf today, so I'm really, really happy, as you can tell. Kempi, you all right, brother? I'm all good, babe. Yep. No, it was sun. Mate, sun's out here every day in Auckland. I don't even know why oh, people live down in Crosshair, to be brutally honest. Don't be like, oh, Kempi, Kempi. 
Brian from Christchurch will have something to say about that. Of course. Of course. Mate, I've started coming through already. <laughs> no, all good. And how was your day yesterday? All good? Yeah, mate. No, I had a good day. Had a good day yesterday. Obviously running it straight in the afternoon, talking everything, rugby yeah. league. Had, had Stephen Kearney on, actually. Um, haven't spoken nice. to Mooks for a while. Talked uh, talked about their, their, uh, their four, four on the trot that they've lost. They reckon they've got the... The train back on the tracks, and they, they think they know what they need to do to, to, to win this game tomorrow night against the Warriors at Mount Smart. So um, they, f- they flew in yesterday afternoon. They've got a couple of days up their sleeves here in New Zealand. And, yeah, mate, it's, uh, it was really good to talk to them. I, I was sort of right at the back end of it, said, mate, should be coaching the Kiwis still. Got some unfinished business there. So um, hopefully we may see him back in that job one day. I think, you know, with him and Stace mm. running around, it'd be great to have a couple of great Kiwis back coaching um our national team as, as opposed to having an Australia run it. Um, but yeah, mate, it's just sort of busy days, Wednesdays for me. You know, a couple of editorials, running it straight, you know, putting up with you for breakfast every, on, on a oh, Wednesday morning. And, man, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, mate, it was, yeah, it, was, yeah, it was a good night. It was a good day, good night. And um, yeah, another another one where bugger all sleep, mate. Been up since half past two. So um, oh, she'll get mate. a, get a nap in somewhere today, I think. Stop napping, mate. You stop napping during the day. You sleep all night. See, I don't nap during the day, but I'm out by 8.30. Knocked out, gone skis. Then I'm up at about 4.30, ready to rip in and chipping away. Wake the wife up. She tells me to get out and hurry up. Um, but, yeah, beautiful. Ken Peel, well, on that, on that, Stephen, Stephen Kearney is obviously coaching the storm. We're going to go to the other side today. We're going to get Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones, the Warriors coach, is going to come on at 7.40 to talk selections in Friday's game. At home against a wounded storm team. It's going to be an absolute cracker there. If you're going to that game, let us know. Double eight, double three. Sell out, surely. Biggest faithfuls fans going around as uh, they are the Warriors. Before that, though, we're going to talk to Ruahe DeMont. She is the Auckland Rugby and Black Ferns captain. The classy number 10 in Auckland pushed Canterbury right to the end, only to finish agonizingly short. They're taking on the Bay of Plenty Volcanics this weekend. It's going to get a great, uh, going to have a great chat to Ruahe. Man, I was reading she had three knee constructions, Kempi. I know you had a bit of time with um, with Ruahe, but she's had three knee constructions already. She's only twenty-seven. Yeah, I'm, I, look, I didn't know that. Um, a great mm. kid here and her sister. I, I uh, coached them alongside Glenn Osborne with the North Shore. Uh, I think it was an under fifteen touch team then when they won the nationals. Had a couple of good players in there, Georgia Hale. Who uh, is a captain of the Kiwi Ferns and and runs around with the Warriors mm. um, NRL side, uh, women's side? Before they they obviously the COVID thing hit. So um, yeah, a couple of couple of really um, good girls that kicked on and and Rohi um, from all Port- uh, um yeah, fluent in Tiriti, um, you know, a, a meteoric rise like me and Lou were talking about this morning uh, into this. Um, this jersey, which the, with the captain's name on it, so I'm really looking forward to having a chat with her and seeing what she's um, she's been up to and what she what she expects from the World Cup. Yeah, mate, looking forward to that. October, the Rugby World Cup is here in New Zealand, and uh, it's creeping up nice and slowly. And they've got a few camps to be uh, had before then with um, Wayne Smith. I'll pick the Blackfirst squad shortly, uh, shortly. But mate, she's a lawyer by profession, so she's a smart cookie. She's a smart cookie. Looking forward to that conversation. And then after day, after 8 o'clock, boys, special day for the breakfast team as we welcome a special guest into the studio after 8 o'clock. 
Matthew Ridge, All Black, 908. And former Kiwis, Manly Warriors, fullback. How good. Ridgie, coming into the studio with the team there up in Auckland. Gutted. I'm not there. Would have loved to have sat down and during the breaks have a nice little conversation with Ridgie and uh, get to know him a bit better. But, mate, boy, special, special day. Double eight, double three. 0800-150-811 throughout the morning. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be talking all things sport. Razor Ray's comments yesterday. Trent Robinson. It's all ahead of us. The Commonwealth Games start tonight, boys. Huge Kiwi contingency. Like, I was going through the list. You could just start all night. Uncle, you're going to have an all-nighter watching the <laughs> watching the Commonwealth Games. There's about 180 athletes from, from New Zealand that are competing on day one, mate. It's cracking. Yeah, well, mate, it's that time in it. There's going to be so much mm. sport going on. We've got, obviously, league kicking off tonight. Um, sea Eagles are playing the Roosters with all that stuff that's going on with Manly and their depleted side, uh, you know, up against the red-hot Roosters at the moment that have just got scoring points, so it's going out of fashion. Joey Manu's back tonight, so I'm really interested to see whether or not he stays in that number six jersey because I think if, you, if uh, Trent Robinson keeps in the number six, they'll make a push towards the finals. Um, yeah, and then you like you said, Commonwealth Games, mate. Detroit. Mm. I, I really enjoyed last weekend watching the world, the world games. You know, watching uh, uh, the the key ones are the last two days where the big events are run, and um, yeah. I love the Americans and the Jamaicans and the Canadians all up against each other and the real short sprints and the and the and the short um, distant running. You know, and it was mate, it was a turn up for the books. Uh, the US t- USA team were meant to win the 4x100 and they had a really poor um, last changeover three to four runner, the last runner, mate, and he missed it by a step. This is how, fa- this is how, how fast <laughs> they got done. He missed it by a step and the Canadian bloke went past him and he couldn't pick him up. Yet um, in, the, in the women's race, the same, thing, the same thing happened to the Jamaicans and they, they missed the change on two and three and they... They mate, they would have been two meters behind, three meters behind the USA on the final run, and the Jamaican just about got her, mate. I couldn't believe how fast this Jamaican woman was. So, mate, I love I love, I love watching the, the athletics. I think it's awesome, and I, hopefully, uh, hopefully our team can. I think was it forty medals we talked about, maybe forty one medals. Mm. We we'll get plenty. I know. I'm really hoping that Sophie Pascoe, um, especially, has recovered from COVID because she's you know again in the pool. She's there for a thousandth medal, um, but she's always a really good story. So I'm just really interested to see how she goes after after recovery, and, and hopefully she hits the ground running. Yeah, mate, it's going to be absolute doozy. 41 medals, I think, at Gold Coast, but um, yeah, just going to see them get over there and compete. Uh, the world's rugby, uh, the rugby sevens are playing tonight, both women's and men's. Um, you got the gymnastics, you got the hockey black sticks taking on Kenya. You got the triathlon. You got Hayden Wild. He's having a go tonight, 10 p.m. He's going to go for gold, and uh, hopefully beat his fellow competitor Yee. Looking forward to that one. Squash. You got Paul Cole, Joel King, Caitlin Watts. They're they're, they're take, uh, hitting the ground tonight, hitting the court at about 11 p.m. You got the hockey. Yeah, spoke about it all, mate. It's going to be a doozy. The, the sevens game in the morning is 8 a.m. Friday morning. Men's Samoa. Men's sevens taking on Samoa. 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, so look forward. We'll get that on our TVs and give you the coverage throughout the morning. But just going through that athletics, Kempe, Sydney McLaughlin, the USA 400-meter uh, sprinter. Mate, 
50 seconds. 50 seconds, 50.68 she ran in that. Her previous record at Tokyo was 52. She just blitzed it. I don't know if you remember that. Um, there was videos all over social media. She blitzed them, like beat them by about 50 metres. Oh, mate, it was crazy. crazy. It was, it was mm. absolutely crazy how far she'd been in boy. And um, do you know how fast that's gone, mate? Like... One of the one of the I see back in the old days, back in the old days, we used to do four hundred meter time trials because they used to flog us doing four hundred meters. Oh, I and it was mate, none of the boys missed training on the four hundred meter um, time trial day because it was so funny watching blokes get to three hundred meters, especially the rookies that didn't know how to run a four hundred meters. So, and you know what a four hundred meters like? Hey, if you don't time your oh. run. You can't get home, mate. <laughs> and we used to sit there and watch the rookies run the 400 metres and watch them fall over, mate, on the on the home straight. They, their legs would fill up with that much lacto that they couldn't run and they'd be racing each other to impress the coaches and they would fall over. They'd fall on their face. Oh, God, I'm going crack up, to crack up laughing. But one of the best blokes I've ever seen this, and he should have been a decathlete because um, he could do everything, man, was Richie Blackmore. Like yeah. he, we would do four hundred meter trials, and he would smoke people like that girl did by fifty meters. Yeah. And I look at him, and go, "Man, how do you do that? Like, like <laughs> we're trying, and you're just making us look average, you know." And he should, and he should have been if he if he if he had applied himself to athletics, Richie. I reckon he would have been one of New Zealand's better dec- decathletes because he was built for it. And um, yeah, it's it's a really tough one that four hundred meters, but. <laughs> I still like. I, I remember even at school, I was. I this just to finish that off. I was at school, man, and I was um, very, very competitive. It was the senior boys athletics day, and I had I had three other boys that were we and we're counting our points up to see who was senior boy champ for the year, and I was losing by two points, and I hadn't run in the four hundred meters in the heats. I went up to the PE teacher and Mr. Lightus. I said, "Can I run in the final?" And he goes, what, what? And I said, mate, you've got lane eight. It's free. Can I run in the final? And he went, <laughs> he just went, yep, get over there. It was the first time I'd ever done a 400. And got the, <laughs> I was like looking around and there was this one guy, his name was Peter Stokes, mate. He was, he was really good. I knew he was, it was going to be hard to beat him. But I just took off like a bat out of hell, mate. And got to the, and I'm thinking, man, these guys ain't going to catch me. <laughs> I'm way out in front. I hit the 300, the, the, the bend, you know, as you go around the, and all of a sudden, that monkey jumped on my back, mate. And I'm going, what's going on? Like my legs, my legs didn't want to go. And all I could hear was Stokesy coming. Those foot, those hooves, mate. Doof, 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 doof. And he went past me at 100 miles an hour. Still got second. Got my two points. I think I got yeah. three points. Took the title. You would have been in bare feet, eh, Kempi? You would have been in bare feet. No spikes. No spikes for Kempi for White Tara. No, hey, man. How good. I remember, mate, when we were growing up, like the rugby testing, they used to have a testing... Um, our schedule that we used to go to the camp and, and do the MFITS test. So you start with a um, 1500 and then you go to a, I think it was 1200 maybe? Yeah, 1500, 1200, 800, 400, bro, and then you finish like that. But you go, you just gradually make your way down mm-hmm. and you'd have like maybe a minute's rest between each and it's all obviously talking about your, your recovery or your, your, yeah. your recovery and see how quick you recover and trying to keep your 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 400s at the same time, mate, and it was, oh, it was the most killerest 
uh, fitness test ever. I used to hate it, man. I used to hate it. And then they got rid of it, man. I was like, thank goodness. Thank God. It was tough work, mate. But looking forward to the Commonwealth Games. It's going to be a uh, great watch. Good luck to all our Kiwi athletes that are representing the fern with so much pride and mana. We, uh, we appreciate it. Louis Herman Watt. How you doing, breather? Yeah, good mate, good mate. Not bad at all. And um, Joel King and Tom Walsh, they'll be our flag bearers happening very soon. Awesome. So I think that that opening ceremony starts. Kids, what time was it this morning? Did we work out? It was well throughout the morning, either seven thirty or six thirty. So it's not far from kicking off. Six thirty, not far from kicking off. You were cross country um, champ, eh, Louis? I wasn't the champ, but I was pretty handy. Yeah, mate, you know that. Eh? You, you know when you're looking at, at Louis and going, yeah. yeah, mate, he run run for hours. He just bear, bear <laughs> down on you, make you make you pain, make you pay some pain in. They liked cross country. Cross country was good out in the in the country because it actually was in the country. You would go into like a farmer's paddock and they just set you up and you jump over hay bales for you know an hour, <laughs> pick, pick you up on the other side. Um, yeah, so Joel King squash, a legend. Tom Walsh, athletics legend, they are our um, flag bearers for the Com Games, which is very cool. And which is what, and look, they're both long standing New Zealand athletes and they've gone around the world. They've done it for a long time. So this recognition means a lot to them. I just saw a video of them welling up on stage looking at their fellow teammates in the New Zealand team. And uh, it's all pretty emotional stuff. And that leads me to this Can't wait question of the day. Look, you guys have pretty much done it. You've thrown it out there. I was just going to ask everybody to come through on 0800 150 What's What's the athlete or the event you are most fired up for this Commonwealth Games? Let's compile the can't miss list. Let's compile the appointment viewing list of the Commonwealth Games. Whatever it is, the weirder or the more niche, the better, but let's put it together. Is Ian Kempe's actual list? Who is the athlete or who is the, what is the event you really want to watch these comm games? If you just had to watch one, who is it? What is it? 0800 150 the Kennard's higher phone line. Um, Jonathan says, rumour has it, Louis is second cousins with Kipchoge. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, uh, I'm not. Very, very different parts of the world. But give us a call, Jonathan. I'd love, I'd love to be. Jeez, uh, those guys that can run. Well, what did he do? He did a, an hour, not fifty-five, no, fifty-six. Well, it probably wasn't that. It was he did a sub two to our marathon, didn't he? In Berlin, mate. And, I reckon and that's those, insane. Those long distance runners are crazy, mate. Like I was terrible, terrible at cross country. And terrible long distance running. I remember my nephew used to come to me, used to look up to me. He's, he's, I was talking to him this morning. He tunes in and listens to our podcast from England. And I remember he was 13. He goes, oh, I, made the, I made the Taranaki cross country finals, uncle. And I went, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, you've got, have you got any, you know, you've got something that I can take there? And I said, yeah, man, go out as hard as you can early and stay with the leaders and just hang on to them and they'll drag you home. So he takes <laughs> off. And he, by the time he got to the gate to get into the paddock, he reckons he was out, mate. <laughs> he had nothing left. Came up, I was waiting for him to come up through the paddock, came up second last. <laughs> the great advice he comes to me, that was great advice. <laughs> Oh, uncle. Oh, uncle. Oh, mate. Oh. 21 minutes past <laughs> 6 o'clock this morning. What is it that you want to watch? What is it that you want to watch and you want to see over the Commonwealth Games? 0800 The Ken Artire phone line is there. Back with you after this here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
Breakfast. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ and the Black Caps had a big win this morning against Scotland uh, behind Fidelin's 100. Great to see him in some Nick in a World Cup. Yeah, we're asking you what your event or athlete to follow is for the Com Games. We'll get to Izzy and Kempi soon, but Joey's and Gizzy. Joe, what do you got for us? Yeah, morning, boys. Uh, day six is where it's really going to start. Mate, Big Tommy comes out with the shot put in hand. He should just uh, destroy that field and bring us home a gold. And then uh, just pour the back the truck up for the Jamaican girls in the 100. They should just clean up. And then uh, just go straight back to day 10 when uh, the 100-meter hurdles and 400 back the same truck up and just give all the Jamaican girls and uh, all their gold medals back again. And then really you're looking at uh, the actual moral of the, uh, which starts tonight, actually, Lou, I'll give you some early. Get on the T20 Australian side. Only lost once, 48 out of 49 last T20s. They've won absolute mile against India. They'll put them away at a buck 66, mate. That's it? where you start. You can punt it, can you? You can punt it right now, buddy. It's in my it's in my multi. I had uh, the Nugs last night, and they came good. They're Otago Nugs. And then uh, had the Scotland Kiwi boys. The Kiwi boys put away the, uh, the old Scotties. And then uh, we've got, uh, tonight we've got the mighty Chooks to absolutely destroy Manly. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, you know, as much as I love my Warriors, mate, we're going we're gonna to lose tomorrow night against the, uh, against the Storm. And then, you yeah, and then it'll come, say, the, uh, it'll come the first mile. The day mile, you bet hey, against hey. the Warriors, game over. <laughs> mate, hey, hey Surely after, you know after, that. after 26 years. After 26 years, I'm finally trying to beat with my head, okay? It's in my heart. But, but, but in, my, in my multi, it looks pretty good. But I think first moral of the, uh, first moral of the, of the Commonwealth Games, gentlemen, $1.26. You've got a big truck full of it down there in your pool house. Uh, uh, back it up, usher misses, back it up and see if you can get 30% return overnight as you watch the Australian woman destroy India. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I thought you were going to talk about the pool because I'm going towards the pool too, mate. Lewis Clearbert tonight. Oh, is that what you were thinking, is he? And Joe, thank mm. you, mate. There's, oh, man. Cheers, Joey. Entertaining I as love all his calls. Oh, oh, moral. He's a great storyteller. And the moral is the Aussie woman of the, the moral. T20. The moral. The moral. Um, what's, you, you're looking forward to Lewis Clearbert? Is? Yeah, yeah, I was going to throw out Lewis Clever. Yeah, swimming tonight, uh, 9.30. He's got the 200 freestyle um, heats and then the finals early in the morning and then the individual medley, 400 metres. He's gold at both of them on the Commonwealth and Gold Coast. Um, obviously pretty well at the World Athletics. Um, yeah, I'm expecting big things from him. So Lewis Clever for me. Mate, I'm taking a real appreciation to women in sport at the moment. What, what I'm watching in New Zealand especially is um, I just can't, I can't get over the school level and and how good they're going. I'm looking at two events and really looking forward to it. One, Sophie Pascoe in the pool. I love just the yep. way that she gets on and, and gets it done. I'm going to, I'd really like to see her be successful again at the Com Games. And the other one is our women's sevens teammate. I think, um, I think the Aussies have got their number at the moment, but on the big stage when there's medals and medals in play, I'm looking forward to her watching our sevens, our women's sevens team playing. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. What about you, Louis? 
Yeah, oh, I'm pretty excited for the, the cricket, to be honest. It's been a while since cricket's been at the uh, Com Games. I'm really looking forward to see how the White Ferns can bounce back. I think Joe's not too far off the mark. I mean, the Aussie women are going to be so hard to roll. Mm. Dean makes the point that we all we all wish we wanted to make. Oh, Squash, yeah. and I never thought I'd say that. Two real chances. Actually, three, because you throw in the mixed event as well. So, Joel and Paul. So cool to see Paul over there doing his thing, and Joel getting the duties of flag bearer. Easy answer for me, says Jonathan. Silver ferns all day. And then Brett, Alec, Hayden Wild yeah. versus Alex Yee Yee. Olympic yeah. silver versus Olympic bronze. Half the distance of the Olympics, though, boys. And you know what? Hayden Wild's got that, that gas. Favor? Who does that favour? He's, he's been winning um, these short, short, short circuiters. Mm, he has been yeah. going real good. Um, and he's. I just reckon Hayden Wild is on the up. I don't know about Yee Yee. But I reckon Hayden Wild is on the up, and he's just ready to go no, bang. No, no. Let's go. Come on, Wildy. Let's wild on him. Uh, 29 away from seven. Who are you looking forward uh, to seeing? We've got Richie Mortina, lads. Keep an eye on Geordie Beamish, the 1,500-meter running. Yeah, nice. Appreciate that, Richie. We're compiling this. We're putting together our list. And we'll have our first medal tally update with Noel Leeming later on today. Uh, I'll give you the tip. We won't have a medal. But we'll do an update regardless because that's mm. it's, it's Com Games Day and we start it from today. So looking forward to that. Love Racing.nz after this. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Six and a half away from seven. We're talking com games today. Can't wait. Question of the day. What is the event or athlete you cannot wait to watch during these games? Robbie, you're in for Joe, who's sick as an absolute rat. What yeah, do you got for us? Uh, I, I mean, you kind of stole mine. It's 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 cricket all day for me. Uh, White Ferns. Can't wait. Yeah, you reckon they've got it in them? I do. New coach? Yeah. Aussie? Yeah. I think, yeah, we, we've got the talent. Um, didn't quite go our way at the World Cup. And, um, yeah, I back the girls. 100%. Love it. Kiz, what about you? Oh, Louie, why are you even asking me? Jonathan's already texted in. Silver ferns <laughs> all day, son, mate. I can't wait. Going to uh, stay up and watch our first battle against Northern Ireland. So really looking forward to it. I've changed my mind as well, by the way. A couple of weeks back I said, not sure if we'll medal. I've changed my mind. I'm going a little bit more ambitious. I'm going to lock in bronze. Thank you very much. You're For the silver ferns. You don't Come think they make the final, on, mate? You're laying them, mate. I'm wow. more, so, more so an analyst, you know. But as a fan, I'd say no. I, I just can't do it. Bronze medal. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Get Knowles oh. on the phone. Clip it. Get Knowles on the phone. Clip yeah. it. Clip that. Clip send it, it to um, where, where is it? Mystics. Yeah. Send it to that and see what they say. Nah, they'll be quite happy, wouldn't they? Talking about Joe, I gave him a call yesterday, is just to catch up with him and see if he was okay. Man, he's sick as a dog. Rat. Honestly, yeah. sick as a rat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he go, I said, how you going, mate? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm good, Kempi. I said, yeah, you need anything? Oh, no, mum's just dropped me off some groceries, thanks. I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm like, and he goes, <coughs> like, just let it go, mate. I'm going, man, you are sick. Do you reckon he's lovesick? Oh. Well, yeah. Love. Two years he's been waiting yeah. to date that girl. Did do you reckon? Did you get an update on how that went? Because you noticed that he never came back after he talked the big game. So I thought he might have just been trying to duck us. 
Yeah, I, I didn't think it was appropriate that I asked about his relationship when he was fighting COVID. Um, but yeah, well, we should get him on. We should get him to give us an update when he's feeling better. Well, we have to wait. We have to do it during Staffy's show when he wakes up at one pm. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, we will talk to Sammy and Staffy, Staffy about that. Right, twenty four away from seven. Richie, you got your text here, mate. I'll get to that in a second. Love Racing ENZ, your home for everything thoroughbred racing, of course. Uh, yesterday at the Cambridge Synthetic, well done to everyone involved with that day. Good to see Bruce Harvey getting one up there as well. Today they are down in the Naki at Waverley on a heavy 10, and boy, it would be a heavy 10, Kempi. Oh, Waverley. Home of Kiwi. That's right. Home the of Luptons. Kiwi. The Luptons, yep. Do you know, we actually, on Saturday morning, we asked, because we were in, we, I was there, obviously, and Mick threw out the question, who's the best horse to come from the Taranaki? And man, Rough was, Ruffy won the poll, but there was some just unreal. I mean, Kiwi, Kiwi had to go close, mate. Oh, that's the, icon- That's played every year in the Melbourne Cup. Of course it is. You never know where he's coming from, and then bang, there he is. Um, yeah, what a story. So now the the, the Naki has had some unbelievable horses throughout the years, and today it's a good day at Waverley. You're talking real heavy track, though. You're talking real heavy track. So you want those proven heavy horses that can get through this sort of uh, slop today out at Waverley. Eight-card field. Um, I did notice that in race number six, eight, seven, eight, Race number eight, Queen of Spades, has been running real good races for Royd and Burgesson, who gets them ready. Um, it is a heavy track performer. You've got, uh, look, I think it's a pretty wide open race. Just doing an initial little scan through the fields, I thought Queen of Spades has been ready to win a race for a while. That's in the last of the card. Hopefully you can find a winner before then. We'll have a good look through the field through this morning and see if we can find anything. But if you're in rural Naki and you've got a bit of mail from the regions, from the grassroots on Waverley, Flick it through to us, double eight, double three. Surely old Billy Thurlow's got a winner for us. He's got fresh up uh, capital expense in race number two. Does it win? Somebody from the NACI will come through and let us know. 22 away from seven. Doesn't mean that you need to have a bet, is he? Well, you can if you want. You could back the, you could multi something into the Australian woman. A dollar thirty. Back the pool house back up to it, as Joey said. No, quiet Thursday, lads. Quiet Thursday. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm, I'm on, honestly, I'm going through the fields while you speak. But I'm just seven away. Look, seven away. Look, it's heavy, mate. Winter racing's just, it's not, it's not great. It's not. I don't enjoy it. Well, do you know we're we're really close actually to having the real good horses back. So just looking at the calendar, uh, after that big day of trials at Cambridge last Tuesday. So not this Saturday. We're at Tarapa this Saturday. And there's some nice racing at Tarapa you boys will cover tomorrow morning. Next weekend at Ruakaka, there is a open handicap race over the 1,100 metres there, which on the bubbles, Imperatriz, Dragon Leap, will almost likely start their campaigns at. Whoa, there's a trifecta. Yeah, quite literally. Um, well, we'll see who else ends up there, but it's a it's an open handicap over 1,100 metres. It's three weeks from there into the Foxbridge, so I think it's a real natural, obviously, real carca. The track is a little bit better for those nice ones as well. So, um, yeah, there you go. And Richie has come through. I, I guarantee you, we know one thing on the text machine. We don't usually know who Kieran is, is that day because he kind of changes his name and texts the show. 
but he's not Richie because Richie said, looks like you need a new producer. Fire him for not backing our girls. Up the silver ferns. Oh, up the silver ferns. Come I, I on, girls. You said that, Kez. Reasoning? We've got a couple of minutes here. Reasoning why they're only going to get bronze, mate. Okay, look. Who's going, you, who's England can get silver. What? England get silver? Mate, I'm saying England get gold. I just, I genuinely think England are just too good. Helen Halsby? At the moment, yeah. Like, the, you look at all the silver ferns that didn't quite make the silver ferns. It's actually a lot yeah. worse in England. Like, a lot of these girls didn't end up making the Rosen, and it was quite a shock for them as well. But the, the English team, for me, is just a little bit too strong. And I think, even though there is quite a lot going on in Australia right now, I still think that they might have just worked out uh, Dame Knowles' approach to this Commonwealth Games already. I'm just putting it out there, boys. Like, look, look, because you know what? I like to so eat my is, head. What is you know, approach? I like to be wrong. Are you say Dame Knowles is stale, oh, mate? Oh, no, no way. I would never say that about Dame Knowles. Look, Dame Knowles is the greatest netball coach we have in the country and in the world. I'll put that out there right now. So you can clip that one, Louie. Thank you very much. But what what I just think is I think Dame Knowles, is, she's not put all her eggs into this one basket, and obviously we have the World Cup coming up after this. So what I think right now is she's just, we're just going into the Commonwealth Games, test the waters, because, boys, it's a brand-new Silver Fern squad. You look at this team from the World Cup when we won uh, in 2019, I think, and uh, you can check out Suzanne Mc, McFadden's story for this as well, there was two I think, who actually played in the final, who are still in the squad. So, but it's a completely different team. So I think what it is is, is Dame Knowles testing the water. So don't just, so don't go out there and There's say you need a new position. Did you just plug your mum's work? <laughs> well, I don't yeah. want to say go check out my mum's story. Did but you yeah, just it did because that's where I got my set from. Because that, that <laughs> really caught me by surprise. Great story. The, that what one. It did. Son. It genuinely Great caught story. me by surprise that we only have two of the athletes who were from the final, who are actually in the squad now. So it's a brand new team. Look, boys, honestly, I, I want us to gold, and I'm a big fan, so I'm going to say that. But, yeah, I'll eat my hat as if it happens. Do they win? <laughs> we, I'm yeah. still going to eat my hat. Let's so move on. Let's move together, on. Right? <laughs> hat salad. 18 away from seven. Thanks, Kez. Remember before the show, I said we've got to watch the clock today. Cheers, mate. 18 away from seven. We'll be back with Quizzy Dag after this. 0800 Give us a call to play the quiz. Willem and Trevor wants somebody to go to the Goldie 500. We've also got a $50 TAB bonus. Spent. Pull yourself together, Kempi. Back after this with the quiz. On your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811, you're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. 
He knows how to go on the draw. Brett from Huntley. Morena, Brett. Morena, my brothers. Morena, Morena. Morena. Good morning. Here we go. We're going to rip straight into it because he's ate up all the minutes. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. What is the first event to take place tomorrow in the Commonwealth Games? Well, I don't even know. Uh, Hockey. (laughs) Oh, hockey is incorrect. Sorry, brother. See you tomorrow, Brett. Jay from Hamilton. Morning, Jay. Morning, brother. How are we? We're good. We are very good. First question, what is the first event to take place tomorrow in the Commonwealth Games? Uh, Taekwondo. Taekwondo is incorrect. Sorry, buddy. Have a good day. Chat tomorrow. Going to get a mark from Tauranga. Morena, Marky. Morning, boys. I've got no idea either, eh? Um... Kim, hey, there's a clue. No, no good. Kimpy's got it. Sorry, Marky. Have a good day, brother. <laughs> Anton. Morning, boys. Morning. What is the first event to take place at the Commonwealth Games? It's a great, great game. <laughs> what was that? Oh. Question number two. Who scored a hundred for the black caps this morning? Finn. Finn. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's half of the half of the answer for That's you. That's not there. a clue. That's Sorry, the answer. <laughs> <laughs> trying to help. Sorry, I'm trying to help day. the boys out today. Richie from Upper Hut. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, morning. We'll add Alan onto the end of that clue, eh? That's it. And Alan, correct. Question number three: Which NBA team does Devin Booker play for? <laughs> Give us a clue, please, Kimpy. <laughs> uh, yellow. Oh, yellow. Wow. Um, we'll go Lakers. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It's not the Lakers. I was going to say Moon. Cheers. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Have a good day, Richie. We're going to go to Zaid. Zaid will get this. Morning, Zaid. Great to have you on the show, mate. Good morning. Good morning. Phoenix Suns. What's your... Phoenix Suns is, a, is correct. Orange and yellow. Yellow's great clue. Kimpy, <laughs> you're on fire today. Question number four. How many medals did New Zealand win at the 1980 Olympics in Moscow? Moscow. Well, can we have a clue, please? Donut. <laughs> Zero. Oh, we need an audit. Correct. We need an audit. <laughs> you ordered him. He's right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. <laughs> Who did England beat to secure their spot in the women's Euros finals? Oh. Any clues or none for that? Come on, Zade. No clues. It's not a freebie, no mate. No, he's a, you only get one clue, bud. Is it France? 
Francis, incorrect. Sorry, Zadie. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Ed, and Ed's going to go back to back. Ed! They won Who did England beat to secure their spot in the Women's Euros final? Um, It's <laughs> come back to back. What the? You got another bonus bet, mate. What? How'd your bet go yesterday? I didn't get it all the time. I was going to put it on, Sam Sprint. Yeah, well, you're lucky you oh. didn't. Perfect. Well, you, now you can double, now you can yeah. double up, Ed. Good Tip boy. Forgot. Well oh, done, mate. Tip forgot to put it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. That's good. You can thank oh, us, geez. mate. Kids, jeez, it's a rough day for kids. Um, oh, Ed. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All good, No worries, Eddie. All righty. Seven away Thanks, from seven. That's thanks to Willamot Travel. He goes into the draw again. Him and Brett have pretty much got a mortgage on this competition by now, and they're taking each other by the by the sounds of it. Uh, back after this to wrap up there. Dane Percent and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we're coming up to 7am very quickly, and we're going to talk some women's rugby after 7 uh, clock. Uh, looking forward to that as well. And we've got some messages here from uh, Richie to get to. Louis, maybe one day when you have children, you'll realise you can't pick a favourite. I'm looking forward to watching all of our athletes, especially the ones that have them up there at the top step with our flag being hoisted on a pole and national anthem pumping out loud. Richie, cheers, Richie. Very patriotic and can understand that, is he? Yeah, can understand that for sure, mate. Commonwealth Games, Olympic Games, any time our athletes get out there and represent the country... We unveil some new athletes. It's going to be some new names that will come to, come to light from this uh, Commonwealth Games of Birmingham. Looking forward to it. Coming up, we're going to talk to Ruhi Demont. She is the Black Ferns captain. She's a part of the Auckland Storm. And, well, she's uh, an outstanding first five. So looking forward to that. And then following that, we've got Stacey Jones coming up. So a huge hour. Stay tuned. I'm going to go get a coffee now. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good Health Viralex 60 capsules. Only $22.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 15%. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's it's a Thursday. It is Thursday the 28th of July. It's just after 7 o'clock. Big hour. Well, a funny hour. 
a crack up random hour. Arlo's just come in to say hi. It's our morning ritual. Comes in and sees his dad. He say, morning, everyone. Oh, morning, yeah. mate. Yeah. You say, have a good day. Yeah, have a good day, everyone that's tuned in this morning. We appreciate you being on the show and sending your message through. Commonwealth Games coming up shortly. Uh, tonight, they start, and we're going to start with a raw big Kiwi uh, day out on the on the on the well on the courts and the pool everywhere. It's all happening over there in Birmingham, so we appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing what our Kiwi athletes can do. Ruahe Demont coming up shortly. Then we're going to talk to Stacey Jones, and then remember, after eight o'clock, we're going to talk to Matthew Ridge. He's going to be in the studio with the team. So, boys, calm down. I don't know what's in the air up there. You boys all right? <laughs> Stitching me up, mate. That's what's in the air. They reckon I'll become Baz McCullum with the with the with the clues. They're too easy. Come on, boys. What's zero. How many medals? Donut. Wow. Wow, that's pretty cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got oh, a century? So Who's got a century? Finn. <laughs> <laughs> just so that you know, old Keza who talked for four hours just before in the, in the last hour. He got annoyed with Louis. He took it out on me. He changed the questions to the to the competition, mate. I never had them. So that one where I said yellow, like, that was just a guess, mate. I didn't even know who we were talking about. So. Sure. <laughs> oh, you cracked me up. You cracked me up. Oh, let's make some credibility to the show, all right? Our next guest is waiting for us, and we've got to get off to her because she'd no doubt be busy as anything. There isn't a year bigger for women's rugby in Aotearoa than 2022 with the World Cup on our shores and our Blackburns working harder than ever to live up to that. It makes the Farah Palmer Cup this year all that more crucial as Wayne Smith and his crew try to decipher the selection and form puzzles ahead of our showcase event. The Auckland Storm will be looking for a bounce back this weekend when they head to the Bay for their third round matching and Ruahe Demont will no doubt be looking to lead them around the park with their stylish class and confidence she has in spades. Ruhe was given a huge honour of captaining the Black Ferns this year and she's been good enough to take the early call this morning. The early call, no doubt she'll be up and she's probably already ran about 300 kilometres this morning. Morena, Ruhe. Morena, Izzy, how are you? Very good, thank you. So, thanks so much for, for joining us and uh, being a part of the show. Mate, how you doing? How you how you getting along? And how's uh, your, your three rounds in? Taking on the Bay of Plenty this this weekend. Pretty tough match on the weekend, but you pulled up right. Yeah, um, we're we're tracking pretty well. Um, mm. It was a tough day for us, especially you know for us backs, and we couldn't get any ball. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, our forwards have been working real hard this week on their set piece, so um, hopefully it's a different story this weekend. Yeah, I was watching that game. You gave them a bit too much of a head start and you had to really work your way back into that game but just fell short in the end. But, mate, as a whole, we're going to talk about the whole competition. Mate, the competition is is flying, I feel. The numbers playing the game. Uh, you've got competitive teams throughout. You've got Otago that are competitive. You've got defending champions, Waikato. Are you happy with the, the current situation of, this, of the competition? Yeah, I think it's um, really exciting. It's probably the first time since um, before COVID that we've been able to have like mm. um, a competition that's actually undisrupted and I think you're seeing that with the quality of games and you know mm. like the lead up into the competition um, not to mention also just how important this year is for women's rugby in general so 
um, yep. it's exciting and entertaining footy to watch as well. Oh, Moreno Rua, hey, it's uh, Kempi here. Uh, nice to talk to you again. Des is an adult, not a not a fifteen year old. When we had you in that North Shore team <laughs> with with Aussie, um, Des, your parents must must be proud that you've picked up the captaincy for the for the side for our for our women's side. Um, what was that like when they named you as captain? How did you feel? Yeah, um, yeah, they're really proud as well as my whanau. It was really unexpected. Um, and obviously, like a massive honour as well for me. Um, I was really fortunate to have like some really awesome leaders around me. So nothing really changed for me individually in the in our environment. Um, and of course, being under the the leadership of um, the likes of Smithy, um, Ted, in there as well. Um, they're so exciting and passionate. And it's mm. the enthusiasm just rubs off on the girls. How, how have you found uh, uh, Wayne Smith? I've been coached by him for many years. I've told the story plenty of times. He is tough, unassuming, but he brings the best out of you. And, and have you enjoyed Ted? Um, you know, and, and Wayne Smith's inclusion into the Blackburns. And what have what have they brought for you to help you um, go forward and better your game? Yeah, I think like. As you know, Izzy, they're um, they're really different to you know the mainstream. They think outside the box, and that's how they coach as well. And like you said, they definitely bring out the best in you, but they are really tough because their standards are so high, um, yeah. and they don't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> how are the girls I taking think... that? How how are the girls taking that? Like um, just being pretty upfront to because Izzy doesn't hold back. Yeah, I remember the first training and the first camp that they were there. I think everyone was really standoffish and unsure, um, you know, what the vibe was. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was probably one of the worst trainings we've ever had. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, no, it didn't take long for the girls to, you know, like to really buy into his coaching style and the skills and stuff that he wants us to develop to play his type of game plan. And, mm. um, yeah, every, everyone really enjoys him. So, so if yeah. you know, have you noticed the improvement um, with, since Wayne Smith's been in there compared to, I guess, the tour that you went on last year? Yeah, um, I think what's helped is, you know, a lot of the players now are contracted professionals. And so we actually have the time to be a lot more conditioned um, than we were previously. Um, and although like players have been working on, you know, the skills that they want us to enhance so that we can play the style of game they want us to play, probably the biggest improvement for me has been like just the courage and bravery that players show when we're out on the field to, you know, actually play like a really attacking style of footy regardless of what part of the field we're in, which has been hard to, to flick mm. for, for a lot of girls. Yeah, so that's probably the biggest improvement for me. Oh, nice. Hey, and I know you're pr- a proud Māori, and tikanga Māori would play a big part in your captaincy. What what part of the culture has changed for you since the, the introduction of Wayne and, and giving you that captaincy as well as being a proud, uh, proud Māori? Yeah, um... I guess 
um, our Black Friends team has always been real inclusive of our Māori culture. Um, mm. Since, I guess, more so the, the introduction of um, Bunt into our, into our squad, he's really made our environment a lot more inclusive and diverse in terms of other ethnicities um, and kind of creating an environment where people can make mistakes and beat themselves and that's okay. Um, so it's kind of brought out that competitive edge within the players, you know, on the field and at trainings. But then outside of that, people can, you know, be themselves, have those honest conversations that, you know, people always want to try and have in any environment, but sometimes, you know, don't really ever get to have. So um, it creates trust, I guess. And, like, we've still got a long way to go, but it's definitely um, a lot better than it ever has been in my time in the team. Mm, the signs are positive. The signs are positive. I was watching um, the Australian game, although it was wet. Although it was wet, I could see uh, Wayne Smith's um, kind of nous on the counter-attack. I saw a wee cut there with Hazel Chubik and then someone running short. And that's just Wayne Smith through and through. It just brought back some, some great memories. You girls are going to do extremely well. But I want to talk about your journey. Your journey, you, you had three knee reconstructions. So you've had a bit of adversity. You've studied and you've got a law degree. So you've pretty much done it all, mate. Like, tell us about the journey to get to where you are at the moment. And um, are you still doing any any sort of law work? Yeah. Um, this year, I'm taking a step back um, from any of my legal work just to kind of focus on um, World Cup. And um, in hindsight, honestly, I'm kind of glad, just because everything's been so crazy. I don't really know how I would have been able to, like, <laughs> balance footy and work without getting all stressed out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I guess my journey hasn't been too dissimilar, apart from my injuries, from most other women, um, you know, like amateur, semi-professional-ish, you know, the status that women's rugby has been up until this year for most women. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just kind of having a lot of role models around me who have really... Um, stable careers outside of footy and have like a really balanced lifestyle it's just kind of been you know the norm so yeah I mean it, it, has, it definitely has has had its challenges but um I guess you know if none of us loved footy then we wouldn't do this oh you're a great role model really. hey honestly to, to to study law and and to go through what you've been through and now you're leaving your country to hopefully Win that uh, World Cup end of the year, November, October, November, back here in our home country. How special is that for you girls? Before we let you go, have you got a quick message to our listeners out there to really uh, bring home the support and, and what it would mean for you, for you and the and the team to get right behind you and you know for the fans to really support you? Yeah, well, um, I guess you would know it as like there's never mm. really many opportunities in an athlete's career to play a World Cup in their country. Um, yeah. So for us girls to actually have that honour, like the first time the World Cup's ever going to be played in, in New Zealand and um, to have the support of, you know, our family but also our fans behind us would mean so much to us to hopefully do the deed and win, win mm. the Cup here, here at home would be like, you know, a dream. Um, so, yeah, hopefully um, 
fans have enjoyed the style of footy that we've been playing so far. We've got a few more games before we begin our World Cup um, yep. on October the 8th. So, yeah, get behind the girls. We're all working really hard to hopefully make everyone proud. Beautiful, beautiful. Rohe Demont, thank you. Thanks so much for uh, coming on our show. We appreciate your time early this morning. No doubt you'll be up, though, because, you know, you're early riser. Captains, they don't sleep in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, appreciate it, mate. Thanks so much, and all the best for the rest of the Farah Palmer Cup, and go well at the end of the year. We're right behind you. Thank you. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yes, yes. Rua hate the mont. All, gr- oh, all growing up, you know, very oh, articulate. Yeah, well, I yeah. Couldn't get boo out of her when she was fifteen, um, but just to mm. sit here and, you know, just big smile on my face, just listening to the way she's developed into a fine young woman, and the conversation, mate. So proud. I'm so proud of her. Um, just yeah. Oh God, man. I hope they win the World Cup. Be so good. Yeah. Hey, Kimpy. Um, behind them. Mm. Ruahe is fluent in Tereo, and that tikanga Māori um, that she kind of offers, I know that's been a big part. Remember the review they had, and it was a big part being more diverse and open and actually understanding who the Black Ferns were and having a coaching staff and having a culture that reflects who they were, like the actual individuals. How much, you know, knowing her back in the day and knowing kind of where she's come from and her origins, having a captain that's like that, how influential can that be? Oh look, I think it, where they've where they've come from from the review, I think it was really smart um, to appoint her as captain, given the upbringing that she's had. You know, so Tikanga Māori especially is about knowing um, when and how to do things properly, uh, right from you know the, I spoke to you about Lisa Carrington and the way that they've introduced it into canoeing. Yeah, um, it's just a different way of thinking, but it's a it's a real calming influence once you get buy into that. Because you do, you know, for instance, with Lisa Carrington and the girls that go canoeing, and I've spoken to their coach about this um, when I was doing some stuff for High Performance New Zealand. Like, they walk down with the canoe to the water and, they, and they'd say a karakia, you know. They, when they introduce new people to uh, canoe sport, for instance, and, I'm, and I guess this is going to be the same with the, with the Ruahi and her team, is that they actually get them to stand up and talk about their whakapapa and who they are. You know, so call I O. Who who am I? And I think that's really important when you're building that type of team cultures. First of all, get to know the person and who they are and where they come from, their background, as opposed to saying, "Oh, this is just my teammate that I play with." Yeah, no, I love it. And Liz Elder would have obviously been so so supportive. I'm certain of that. Uh, she was out for fitness reasons. It's really interesting to see where the Black Ferns and Wayne Smith and the crew go as far as that leadership group towards the World Cup. But just speaking through the way there, you you know for sure that they are in really good hands from a leadership perspective and just the message that she's asked the fans to get behind them. You can hear she is as genuine and as honest as they come and really wants to do a job and for... And calm. Like, how calm was she? Well, Very level. It helps that she probably woke up about 11 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> captains don't sleep in. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> 720 <laughs> this morning. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse. If you just tuned in and missed that, Ruahe Demont, uh, captain of the Black Ferns. First five, classy first five in the Palmer Cup. Man, she... She cuts through them, slices through them like butter, really. Um, she's a very good player. And the Auckland Storm down to the bay this weekend. A little bit of women's rugby for your Thursday morning. Kempi's back off the back fence after this here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ.
the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yep, it's time to run into the finals six weeks out from the end of the regular play. And who have you got to win the NRL and why? With so many grey areas in our sport, I got thinking, who plays a major part in determining the outcomes of this year's champions? Maybe it's the referees, for instance, who are so scared of making a wrong call that one has to think that some poor team will pay the price because of referee fear and error. The other is injury. Look at Luai Crichton for Penrith, Peppenhausen for Melbourne. And what about judiciary come finals with Dale Finucane, Cronulla losing him, and of course Latrell Mitchell last year for South. I think they probably won it if he doesn't get suspended. For me though, there are many scenarios to play out. Judicial, injury, and of course referees. And one team that is flying under the radar are the Broncos. If they remain fit, Reynolds will be a key player come finals time. And in Payne Haas and Pat Kerrigan, they have a dead set chance of winning the comp. Six weeks out. Can the Panthers be stopped? I've got the Bronx. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Shout Kempfer, you got the Bronx, mate. I just can't stop thinking back. When Andrew Reynolds played the Warriors, and Kevin Walters is wandering down the sidelines, and the Warriors win 20-6, to 6, I think it was, back about a couple of months ago. The Warriors beat the, the Broncos. And now they're top four. They're the, the position four. They are flying. They are confident. They are getting results. They are going to be a dead shout come the end of the season, mate. Oh, I love that from you, Kempe. They are in good stead at the moment. And who was it? Um, Alfie Langer come out and said that Adam Reynolds would have to be the greatest signing ever at the Broncos. Wow. What? He's come out. He said that the other day. That's from one of the Martin, greatest said, players. One of, he said it had to be the, one of the greatest well. signings ever from the, from in the NRL. Adam Reynolds going to the Broncos. See what he's done? Yeah, obviously a huge influence from Adam Reynolds, Kempe. Yeah, man. Like, and I was, like, I've been up since half past two, and I got thinking about the Broncos just sort of a little bit more in depth. Mate, they've got Katoni Staggs and, um, you know, at the moment, uh, Dion Mariner's playing in the centres. But, mm. you know, you, they've got players across the ball, Corey Oates, Cobbo, to come back. Um, yeah. But you look at their forward pack, you know, Fledger, you got young Walters going all right at hooker. Payne Haas was unstoppable last week, mate. Now we've finally seen Payne Haas hit his straps. But in the back row, Jordan Ricky can make the side at the moment, but not um, when Pat Carrigan come, uh, comes back and fills the side along with uh, Kirk Capewell. Their forward pack is really, really good. So I just I just don't think it's um, the Reynolds factor. I actually think what they've done is they've unlocked the potential, especially of all the young blokes. Kurt Capel coming from um, obviously a winning side in Penrith to the Broncos in that back row spot is is r- like the Dale Finucane for Cronulla type player. And you know if you look at some of their games lately, like they just show up against the top teams, mate, and they go all right. So. I think there's some scenarios to play out. There's going to be injuries. We know that, you know, come the back end of the yep. year. Mate, you've got the best referee being stood down this week for that error that he made uh, last weekend. And then, of mm. course, you've got suspensions. Mm. And look at what happened to Latrell Mitchell. Latrell Mitchell doesn't get suspended last uh, last year. I reckon South win the comp or the way that it that was panning out. So yeah. there's th- those three things to play out. If Broncos stay fit, Reynolds stays on the pitch, mate, they're a shout. 100%. They are shout. Paddy Kerrigan, mate. I, I watched the, um, on, on the Fox channel. I was watching. They mic'd him up during a the game. Ah, he's got some chat. 
He's got some chat. He's got some work rate. He's constantly talking to the big boys around. Get up, get back. Mate, he works as hard as everyone, and that's why he's uh, obviously had so much success with the Maroons. So, mate, they're a good shout. Love it. Kempi Panthers, very quickly, are they still the prohibited favourites? Oh, they they beat themselves, Penrith. They've got so much depth. Even with Luai and, and Crichton out this weekend, they've got so much depth that they, they just show up week in, week out. But they showed for me in, a, in the last couple of weeks a couple of chinks in their armour. And I think people are starting to work them out. And the, I think the Queensland win went to show that even if you're underdogs, you've got a chance of winning. Well, we know uh, that... we know Cowboys, that, eh? Yeah, they're the Cowboys. And it's really interesting you say that and what the effects that Origin can have on the NRL ladder, especially when you've got a certain number of those players in those teams. And the Panthers showed... That was the Panthers' Origin team. Don't, don't mistake it. And it 100%. showed that they were beatable. And it showed that there is a blueprint to beat them. Different coach, yes. Different system, yes. But not really. And Mate, it, the seven, seven players out of the Panthers play in origin. Mm. You know what I mean? You're dead right, Louis. You've hit the nail on the head. And he's come up with a game plan to show people how to beat them. One, especially get on the, get on to that kicking game of, of Clary's. Stop that. But the, the second part is stop their number 13, all right, in the middle of the park. You stop that. Uh, Mate, they go, they're going to struggle. Uh, hey, boys. Bulldogs. Six points out of the eight. We're still a chance, boys. Carry on. We're a chance. <laughs> 29 away from 8 this morning. Stacey Jones talking more rugby league this hour. 0800 150 Who is your prohibited favourite this far out? Kempe says Bronx. Ooh, controversial. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> CNZ, 26 and a half away from 8am this morning. Mark says Souths all the way. On double eight, double three, appreciate your message. Hey, Joel King and Tom Walsh are currently right now our flag bearers for the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony. Awesome stuff to those two, two certified champions. But a breaking news through. Izzy, try not to spit your McCafe coffee everywhere. The Waverley oh. meeting today has been abandoned. And it says because of considerable rainfall on the track early this morning after a long period of wet weather, more rain is predicted today and there may be visibility issues for riders given the nature of the track. Now, we don't know whether this was avoidable. We don't know whether this was unforeseen weather. I don't know the details. But there is the update for you. No thoroughbred racing today, which will come at a cost. There won't be people out there yet. The horses and the tracks... The, like yeah. the jockeys and the horses and the trainers won't be there yet, so that's okay. Would they have started their travel? Would they like depends would some of them travel the night before? So is this still one of those situations? Oh, if they come, if they're coming from out of town, generally what they do is put the horses on the trucks overnight yeah. and put them with some friends down in a close enough area so that they can pick them up early in the morning and just track them. So to what, the... what does this situation mean? I really? won't say is it, is I won't it... rule it out and say that there's definitely no one there, but it's early enough that it's and it's a local lure meeting, like it's for the kind of local trainings. But in the C D you do have to travel considerable distance. Double eight, double three, if you're on a majestic horse float and you're on the way right now, or you're on a horse float taking horses to the races or we're taking horses to the races, give us a call. Oh uh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. I know Bruce will be pissed off. Bruce Shack, CEO. You're going to have to give him your number, is he? He's going to need a little bit of identity. Bruce, pull out what little he's got left. 
He's going to need a heap more to put back in. Rightio. Um, that's the update for you. 25 away from 8. Very quickly before we catch up with Stacey Jones. It's Izzy and Kempe's Birmingham 2022 medal tally. Thanks to Noel Leeming. Your tech team this Commonwealth Games. Gold on the ceiling, don't worry about it. There will be plenty of it come Com Games time. We don't... Okay, actually, we do. We have a medal tally. Right now, Chef Demission Nigel Avery... Nigel Avery will be happy because we don't have a medal. (laughs) So we don't have to worry about the medal tally. I'll give you a clue. Donut. (laughs) (laughs) Give your tech the winning edge this Commonwealth Games with the experts at Noel Leeming. Looking after our medal tally every day on SCNZ... Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. We will come to you with our medal tally. And here's a tip. It'll be running hot once we get going because we have a crack team. Gold on the That's ceiling. That's more like it. That's more like it. Midnight. Literally pump it yeah, up. Midnight, eh? Just after midnight we'll have our first medal. Oh, medal. mate, we'll be carving it up. I, I, reckon, reckon, I reckon we're going to beat Australia. Yeah, I reckon, by, I reckon by 9 o'clock tonight we'll have a couple. 100%. We should oh, cover it. Catches that tune. Yeah, man. Love it. That should be their theme song. Gold on the ceiling. Forget about bronze. Forget about silver. Izzy and Kempe's medal tally with Noel Leeming. Every day here during the Com Games, Jamie says Cronulla, Brisbane, South, Penrith are the likely teams to win it. But you can't count out the storm, even though where they are in a form slump. Cheers, Jamie. On double eight, double three, we'll continue talking some rugby league with the great man, Stacey Jones, up after this on SCNZ. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, you know it. Time for a McCafe coffee catch-up with one of the legendary Kiwis. We know the boys are back in town. How good. Which means, of course, Stacey Jones is back in town preparing our Warriors for battle on Friday night against the wounded Melbourne Storm outfit, desperate for a win. Stace, being the great man he is, has taken our call for a yarn. Morena, Stace. Morena, Kempi, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. Hey, happy to be home? Oh, real happy to be home. Yeah, uh, just sleeping in your own bed and waking up in your own bed. Uh, even though it's cold and wet, there's no place like home. Yeah. Mate, you must have been pretty happy. I, I'd back the, you know how we normally go really good against Canberra. I'd, I'd actually punted the Warriors last week and said, I think they'd get this one and jumped out to a 14-point lead at half time. Um, but that second half capitulation, mate, you think you've addressed that this week for the game against Melbourne? Yeah, look, Kempi, it was even even um, the back end of that first half, I thought we were really poor. You know, we just didn't, we weren't composed. We, you know, um, we, we kicked poorly. Um, and you know anything that, that um, is coached by Ricky Stewart, you know that if you get a jump jump on them, they're going to come out firing, and that's what they did. And we didn't match them. You know, we gave them a clear message at half time that boys from Canberra are coming, and they're going to be aggressive with their line speed. Um, they'll they'll look for one on one strips. They'll look to you know get in your face, and that's what they did. And we didn't go with them. 
you know, and that, that was the disappointing mm. part for me. Stace, Tohu's comments post uh, in the press, mate, were pretty damning and, and pretty honest. How, how's the week been, mate? How, how's the morale in the group, and has it, has it been a really solid training week? Yeah, we've um, we've trained really well. You know, I can't fault the boys when they're turning up to, to get stuck into their work and and do what's required. Um, you know, it's just got to you know it's got to what we do during the week's got to we got to take that onto the footy field. And um, you know, it's been a good week of preparation. You know, great to be home. Um, last time we were home was was a great occasion, and you know we need to make it another one um, on, on a Friday night. Awesome. And just want to ask you about the selection of, of Walsh. Reese Walsh is coming back at the back, and uh, obviously last week he was off the bench. Mate, have you noticed a, a change in, in Reese Walsh this week? Um, I hope so. I hope he takes it onto the field. You know, Reese was, uh, um, you know, just a little bit disappointed in the Parramatta game, but the other side of things, so I thought Shamal Tavita Harris was outstanding at the back for us, um, even on the weekend, what he did there. So, um, you know, while she's out of the naughty corner, and uh, he'll be um, he'll be back firing for us uh, t- tomorrow night. So I'm hoping, um, you know, while she can just stay a little bit composed, he's only a young kid. He's going to have a, a huge future in the game. Um, he's just got a few things that you know he's got to fix up and just be a little bit more patient, a bit more calm. And I'm sure uh, you know he'll be the player that everyone um, wants him to be. Hey, Stay, so you got Melbourne Friday night. What do you think you need to do, uh, especially against a side that's wounded after losing four in a row? Yeah, well, um, they're a class act, Melbourne. I know they've um, been disappointed uh, the last few weeks, and, and they would be frustrated. And you know, we've we've got to match their intensity. Um, they're going to come similar to what Canberra did in the second half. They'll be their line speed will be aggressive. Um, they'll be in your face, and and they'll just they'll try and you know just get into your head. And we've just got to match them. Um, you know, we we need the the home crowd to get behind us. Um, we need to get a good start, and um, you know they're they're going to come firing. Hey, defensively, uh, just before we let you go, know you're busy, man. Just defensively this week, like it's, it's been you are is here throughout the season. Uh, second half, you, you gave away twenty odd points. But what's been the main areas for Justin Morgan and, and the boys to really nail this week to ensure you got a good chance against the Storm? Yeah, we got to control the ruck, Izzy. We've got to make sure that you know we we slow their play, the balls down. We be really nice and tight and, and get a good squeeze in the tackle. So, um, and Melbourne are the master at that. So, uh, ruck defence is key for us. Um, if we can get that right, then, um, you know, um, it'll, it'll help us uh, get a result that we're after. But, um, you know, we know that Melbourne are, are going to come strong. Um, you know, they've got some really good players, key players, and Harry Grant and Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes. So we've got to sort of control their ruck. That'll limit their, what they do. Nice, Stace. Hey, all the best on on uh, Friday night, tomorrow night. Stace, uh, SENZ will be there calling the game and hope you get a hope you get another win at home. Uh, everyone's looking forward to the game tomorrow night. So now you've got to go. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on uh, Breakfast with Izzy and Kippy this morning. Norris, boys. Thanks a lot. Cheers. There you have it. Stacey Jones, mate. Jumped up out of bed this morning. Just got home. Happy to sleep in his own bed, Izzy. And uh, yeah. I just love the way he's so calm about 
conversation as a coach too with Stace. Like I did a lot of work with Stace when I when I was an assistant coach. We would do like people. Yeah, you know, he's got he had a kicking game. I'd picked some some sort of flaws in his kicking game, and he would always go, "Let's go and do some kicking practice, Kempi." And I'd go down and continually work on his kick because people, when I first came back, coach, he'd stay, you, the problem you got is Stacey Jones can't kick. Nah, mate, he could kick. He just he just corrected a couple of little movements in his hands which allowed the ball to hit his foot properly and the kick went all up. He just, I didn't, you remember some of those kicks he used to do, um, especially that one where you'd come and kick it offside to the winger. He'd go really well, but he works really, really hard. And I just love the way his conversation has developed too as a coach. He's nice and calm. Well, he's pretty on, on the money with those conversations. Sue's asking the question about Reese Walsh and, you know, he had a little, little pretty honest uh, summation of, of what Reese Walsh really needs to do this week and, and, you know, spoke about him against Parramatta, giving him another opportunity to go out there and, and hopefully uh, repay Stacey's faith that they've shown him. So maybe we appreciate Stacey coming on the show and, and he's such a man in demand throughout um, New Zealand. So, we yeah, it was a great little conversation. Good luck to the Warriors tomorrow night at Mount Smart. How good? Yeah, it will be really cool. It'll be great to have Kempe and Sammy Hewitt, Young Rabs, they're calling it as well. We will make our official predictions when we go around the grounds with Rainbird a little bit later on. But one name from each of you men who you want to stand up for the Warriors tomorrow night, Kempe? Oh, look, I just I would love for the middle to actually play for 80 minutes. I, you know, I, I, you're not going to beat Melbourne if you don't tie their middle up. Harry Grant will have a field day. You know, he's got the, got the best hooker coming to, the, to town. And on the back of that, with Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster, if they don't stop the middle, that's what Stace is talking about, then those three are just going to have a field day. Who do you want to grow a leg, is he? Oh, look, I can't shy away from the cup like I just spoke about. Look, Reese Walsh, I think he, he owes a lot. To New Zealand fans and, and the Warriors uh, faithful and the supporters, just to really finish the season off with so much pride and mana. So, I want Reese Walsh to have an absolute cracker. Fair enough. My back. Who's going? Double eight, Mate, double three. Who's going to be there with Kempi? And if you see him, heckle him. He loves it. <laughs> Stop throwing things at me. Heckle him. Hey, uh, another massive addition to New Zealand sport just broken this morning. You know who's back in town? You hear what they're saying? Boyd is back in town. Ah, yes. What about that for a signing, is he? Chris Boyd has coming. He's signed with the Highlanders to be a, a mentor for the coaches. You hear that? That right now is the bagpipes of the Northampton Saints. Has he finished up over the UK? Chris Boyd is back in town. Chris Boyd is back in town. There you go. Nine away from Mate, eight. Um, they're making some changes, Louis. They've signed five youngsters from the under-20s, and they are just really building for the future. That's a great signing with Chris Boyd. Huge signing. Uh, he'll, down there. Yeah, he'll be mm. so good for that kind of uh, an experienced coaching group and with those players, is he? I love it. Well done. Chris Boyd is back in town. Stacey Jones is back in town. Can they get a win? We'll find out. Nine away from eight. Izzy's Wizard of the Week after this. Listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Four minutes from 8am this morning, Izzy and Kempe. Up after 8 o'clock, oh, Ridgie, Ridgie, Matthew Ridge in studio. How good will this be? Any questions for the great man? We haven't heard from him in a while. The dump buddy button's ready. Double eight, double three. What do you have for Ridgie that you want to know? We've got him through till half past eight. But right now on SCNZ. You're an Izzy Dagger. Izzy Dags. Wizard of the Week. 
Wow, yesterday's off the back fence, written by Kempe's daughter Isabella, was so powerful it's had me listening to it on the podcast over and over again. If you missed it, I tell you now, go have a listen. Then yesterday evening, an NRL coach reiterated what myself and many had been thinking since the ca- this came to light. No matter what um, race, gender, sexual preference then everyone's equal. Let, let people make their choice and let's not discriminate against those and we're still doing that and that's why it's unfortunate. And for us in 2022 to, to not be inclusive and not say it's okay to be who you are is, is unacceptable and you know we meet, need to move towards a better, uh, a better place and, and I'm hoping that Rugby League, I want to say that we are inclusive. We do accept you for who you are and, 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 uh, and we care about you and we need to move forward in that way. Yes, Trent Robinson, head coach of the Sydney City Roosters. It is 2022 and we are still dealing with this. Although Mr. Volandes has come out and pretty much gone against what Trent has said, I commend you, Trent Robinson, for standing tall and proud. And we are inclusive. Most of us are anyway. But you are my Wizard of the Week. Love it, is he? You know, Jordan Kahu uh, was another player who came out and just yep. said, how hypocritical can you be? How hypocritical can you be? You you know, you've you tattooed this, that, like, but let's be honest, you just, you. this is a exclusionary kind of tactic. You're just excluding a part of society where the game needs to grow. And I thought that was really cool, but bang on. Trent Robinson, what leadership from a senior coach who wins premierships, you know? And I feel sorry for Des Hasler because he was kind of ambushed with this gnarly situation. It really sucked for him, but I kind of wish Des could have said what Trent said because I just thought that Trent Robinson hit the nail on the head and I was so proud of him, just like you were. Yeah, I was extremely proud. And, and look, there's been a situation that's unfolded that those seven players aren't even allowed to go to the game. They're worried for their security concerns and a situation. But, you know, what's going to happen going forward in the next couple of weeks? This ain't going to die. This ain't going to go away and just really you know, be swept under the carpet. Look, it's it's a horrible situation we have at the moment. But, um, you know, I, I said it yesterday. I've got family and, and I'm exclusive, inclusive of of anyone in race, gender, sexuality, whatever. Well, is he? In, it, it's a massive story because the reality is this isn't mutual to Manly. No. Every NRL club, probably a lot of Super Rugby clubs, would have this problem. Uh, mm. it, it's it is what it is. I mean, there are lots of Polynesian Pacific Islanders that have strong church beliefs, and we saw it with Israel Folau. And this is two point I think this will snowball. I think you're right, mate. It's interesting to see what unfolds, mate. We're going to have Matthew Ridge in the studio after this. How good. Give us a text, double eight, double three, or even better. Give us a call. Love to hear from you. Going to go get him at Cafe now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, 28th of July. It's a Thursday, just after 8 o'clock. Appreciate you tuning into our show. Big hour here. We're going to have Matthew Ridge in the studio shortly. But before then, if you missed that last hour, we had Ruahei Demont. She is the Black Ferns and Auckland Storm captain. She's classy number 10. She's a lawyer. She's had three knee constructions. Well, three knee reconstructions, I must say. And she is a fantastic ambassador for our women's game. She spoke with us earlier on this morning, just after 7 o'clock. You can go to Izzy and Kimpi for breakfast on the SCNZ app and have a wee listen to that podcast. We even had just, just had Stacey Jones, the Warriors legend and now head coach and uh, in interim before Andrew Webster takes over. But they're taking on the storm tonight. And he spoke about selections and work-ons this weekend. What have they been doing differently this week to ensure the defence is on the money? Where are they going to be tested the most up against the Melbourne Storm. The legend, the one and only Matthew Ridge has walked into the studio. He's looking sharp as anything in his huffer jacket, little puffer jacket, and he's looking very, very dapper, I must say. As there he is, Matthew Ridge, give me a big thumbs up. If you've got any questions for Ridge, give us a text, double eight, double three, and we'll pose those to him. It's a big hour ahead. A uh, question coming through. Watching Stacey Jones was like watching pure beauty on the footy field. It truly was. Those were the days. That is from an unknown message on the temper bedpost text machine. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Who is gonna win the NRL? We've got a good message here. Good call up the Broncos, Kempe. Great addition to the Landers, Chris Boyd. But Louis, 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 Louis. Yeah, Daggy. What an honour. Oh, what an honour. He's, oh. he, what, what, <laughs> what a load of shit. What, 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 what an honour, Daggy. You're sort of looking sharp. And yeah. I'm not talking about Kinty for once. Can't see him now. He's out of the camera view. Uh, that's right. <laughs> no, nah, it's been, this has been a long time coming. I remember back back early doors, he said, we got to get Ridgie in one morning, mate. You've got to get rid. we got to get Ridgie in one morning, uh, mate. 100%. And the yeah. time has come. Yeah, no, we, look, we, we stay in touch. You know, we go back a long way and... I'll tell my boys a few stories about Reggie when I first met you, mate. You know, like that, yeah. that Kiwi. You can you can tell them what was that like when we first met. Oh, Kimby, you used to give me a lot of stick. Remember, it was when we met at the airport. Yeah, and you. And I remember working, so I'd only played a couple of games or three or four games for for Manly, and I got selected for the Kiwis and. I turned up the airport and there was Kimpy standing there and he just, <laughs> I was like, I knew he was. I was like, hey, mate, and he just looked me up and down like I was just a dirty piece of nothing. <laughs> like, what are you doing here, mate? You just, you, you're just an insult. <laughs> I was like, uh, so it, it took me a while to win him over, but I won him over eventually. Yeah, mate. Oh, I remember those days. Um, what are you up to these days, man? Oh, geez. Uh, well, I'm about to move to moved to France with my family so um, yeah I was just you know, we were obviously my son's running our businesses now and we've been running car washes for a while and, and digital signage and a few bits and pieces but um, yeah he's taking over that and I'm off to uh, you know to experience the culture in France and uh, my wife is a French speaking uh, native so so it sh- shouldn't be too hard in terms of um, making the adjustment although a bit, bit of a culture shock for me but I, I'm really looking forward to it I want my my two youngest children who I, I have with Chloe to learn to speak French and uh, understand the ways of the French. So, yeah. What's that? Oh, Richie. Oh, g'day, mate. Yeah, the, yeah, how are you, brother? Good, I'm bro. down here in Christchurch, man. I'm unlucky one down here. Nice. Slaving away in this cold. 
Mate, I'm just forging my uh, TV career. You know, I'm trying to be a bit of a TV personality, a bit like yourself, mate. Got any, <laughs> got any tips for me going forward? You know, some stories. I'm just, I'm trying to have a little, you know, like a Mark Ellis, Matthew Ridge duo. Me and Stephen Donald the Beaver are trying yeah. to forge our own little TV career. Yeah, but you guys are a bit old, aren't you, to be sort of doing something like that? <laughs> Thirty-four, Richie. Come on. No, you're old. Surely, older. surely, surely. I'm thirty-four. No, bro. you can't be running around acting like a clown at forty odd or something like that. How old is he? <laughs> yes, he's thirty-four. Oh, you're thirty-four. Okay, mate. Oh no, you're young enough. You're young enough. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Beaver's forty. Beaver's sorry. forty, but I'm no. thirty-four. Hey, look, the the thing is, is just get in and get amongst it and have some fun. We 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 just liked it really. Um, I remember Julie Christie came to me and Macca way back in the day. The day and asked us to do a little segment on Ancet New Zealand Time of Your Life, I think it was, and and uh, it kicked on from there. And then we ended up doing the, obviously Game of Two Halves, and, and that became a bit of a cult sort of show. And then we ended up getting our own sort of gig. And it, it just it, we didn't really plan it; it just happened. And I, I think if you've got the chemistry, Mister Dag, mm. you know you've you've got to have the chemistry between you and your mates. And you know, and it just we were we were just lucky. It was timing and. I guess New Zealand was ready for it. And, you know, now I look back on it and, you know, 9.30 at night on Channel 1 and, you know, we were just swearing <laughs> like troopers and, you know, there was the C words flying around, the F words. It was real bad, eh? Like, and, you know, like, I still get a lot of stick. And I did a TV show um, not long ago. It's a, a housing show about architecture, which was really cool. And, and one of the, the the critics was he couldn't let go of the fact that <laughs> that they'd employed me to do this job, <laughs> and he was so dirty. Eh? It didn't matter that I was reasonably good at it, but he was just so filthy that you know he couldn't let go of the fact that I used to swear and you know like I still do swear, but um you know it's just a tosser. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we there's a lot of those. There's a lot of them out there, Reggie, mate. There's oh, a lot, there's of, a lot there of haters. They get eh? a bit of jealousy. Yeah, yeah it's mate. it's funny. But you know what? It's water off the duck's back, I reckon. You just, as long as you're respectful to people and, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated, which, you know, I possibly didn't when I was uh, a younger lad. I was pretty abrasive and all that sort of stuff. But you learn as you get older that, you know, you don't get anywhere in life without being respectful and, and mm. um, you know, treating everybody like you'd like to be treated. Yeah, mate. That's, <coughs> I guess that's why me and you got on so well because we we're pretty, pretty similar. You didn't have much of a filter. Um, Excuse me, mate. You've been watching. You've been watching what's going on. What's your take on the manly thing? Look, what an absolute disaster! Um, for, for everyone concerned, you know, for the guys that have decided that they want to pull out, I, I, you know, like for me, I think religion is dogma, and you know, like it's a book that was written three thousand or five thousand. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I, I'm pretty sure Jesus Christ wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have said, you know, like now, you know, if he, if he was born today, he wouldn't say, "Hey, those people are bad." Because mm. there's nothing mm. wrong with them. They've mm. just got their own, you know, they're, they're, it's their own lives. And it's, 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 it's how they're wired, you know, like how, how we can treat them any differently is just, to me, is disgusting. And, and anybody, we're all, mm. whether we're white, black, yellow, green, we're all the same. We're all the same. Mm. And nobody's any different. It doesn't matter who you sleep with at night, you know, as long as I go back to it, you're respectful. So I, I, I think mm. Manly's handled it really poorly. They didn't really think about it. But I think those young men have really put themselves in it. 
a pretty sticky spot, to be mm. honest. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, forget about the LGBT community. There's a, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, that just will think that that's, you know, they're bigots. Mm. And I, I think they're bigots, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, and, and what about, mate, Ian Roberts? You played with Ian Roberts. Um, <laughs> you got any, got any stories about Ian Roberts? Like, I'd, I'd tell the boys, mate, like, he's one of the toughest blokes I've ever played against. Oh, your chimp was as hard as nails, but geez, he was a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> oh, he's always combing his hair and just like he just, he was, it's a bit of a Nancy pants. But the thing with um, Chimpy, right, you know, a, re- a reasonably good bloke, but I-, I had a bit of a bone to pick with Ian because my-, my mum was gay. So when I got over there, um, you know, I- I'd sort of n- not hang out in the gay community, but I-, I-, I could pick somebody if they were, you know, if they were straight or gay. It was just, you know, it just came to me because, you know, that's how I was raised. You know, I was around a lot of those sorts of people. And uh, thank you very much. And um, when I got there, I was like, after three or four weeks, I, I said to him, I said, oh, mate, are you, um, are you, you know, you've got this little guy that you bring to training all the time. Shane was his name. And Shane, I, yeah. yeah. And I was like, mate, are you, um, and he was like, yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I didn't actually say it, you know, and, I, and, and he was like, yeah, 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 mate. He said, how do you know? I said, well, us, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I told him my story. Then anyway, like, and I, I thought we'd had a really good relationship, Ian and I, and <clears throat> I, I came back to Auckland. And then he wrote a book. And in his book, he said the only pro- person that had a problem with him being gay was me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You like, are, are you serious? Like... I was so weird. I was like, I, I never got the chance to talk to him about it. I was like, mate, that's just, you know, he was so up, so far off the mark. I don't know. So that's why I think he's a bit of a fruity. He, he tends to read people the wrong way. And I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> could yeah. play. Could play. Oh, I could play, could hit. You know, like he was tough as nails and, you know, like a real good looking rooster and, you know, I, you know, I, I love being around him. He was good fun. He was a laugh. You know, like a, he was a good dude. Yeah, and what about um, mate? We're going to talk a little bit too about the Warriors. What do you? I want to. I want to really pick your brains on that because uh, you got me to the Warriors in yep. two thousand. You know, you mm. phoned me when I was at the Mel- Melbourne Cup and said, "Hey, mate, why don't you think of coming in and giving us a hand at the Warriors?" Mm. And and you've seen it all unfold over the last twenty two years. Mm. What's your current take on the situation there? Oh, look. You know, like it, it starts at the top. So you know, whoever the owner is or whatever, like he's just he's he's got the wrong CEO in there. Um, and I, look, I I think if you're going to do anything, you have to put a broom through the that whole place. And that starts at the top. It starts with the coach. It's just get rid of everybody. That's what I would do. I would just start again. That's what we did. Mm. And you go and you chase the best available coach. And you don't get somebody that's been around for ages that you know hasn't won a premiership that doesn't know how to win a premiership. Or you get a young up and coming coach who's you know who's won premierships in lower grades and that sort of stuff. And that's what we did with Daniel. You know, mm. um, <clears throat> but you have to put a broom through the place. You can't. It's like the All Blacks. You, you can't keep little segments of their team. You have to get rid of everybody. You've got to start again. Mm. And and that's 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 what I I think that that's what I would do. There's just no way that they can go forward and keep making little changes. And 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 it starts with all the guys that have been there for ten years or twelve years or thirteen years. It's it's a joke. Like there's just you can't mm. keep those guys there. They've had their time. They haven't been able to do it. Get rid of them. It's it's not a you know I know it's 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 a, people's livelihoods and stuff. But you're there to win a premiership. You're not there to stuff around. <clears throat> mm. 
What, what about the current uh, situation with the AVs, mate? You're obviously <coughs> alluding to what's going on there. Mm. Have you been following that, that, that news much, Richie? Yeah, well, it's hard not to follow it, but look, mm. he's a dead man walking, so I just don't understand why they're just sticking around. You know, like how, how you can go and like if I'm if I'm what, what raise what what's um I've just forgotten Razor. his first name. Yeah, I've got Scott, Scott. Scott. You know, how can you take a guy like that, um, just completely just brush him aside and then go and pick his uh, one of his team and take one of his team and put his team and become an integral part of the like it, that is the biggest slap in the face. Uh, you know, like. Why not just put a broom through the place? Why not just do it and go, see ya, <clears throat> you guys, mate, we've just had, we've played terribly. We're going over to play the Springboks. We're going to get our asses kicked. And e- even if we somehow manage to win, it's just papering over stuff, mm. you know, like, hey, you've got time for this guy to come in or whoever it is, whether it's Razor Robinson or it's somebody else, you've got time to bring a, a new team in and clean the joint out. And start again and give them some fresh ideas, give them some fresh impetus. You know, like, when's the World Cup? It's next year, for God's sake. It's a long way away. It's not, you know, all this stuff about, oh, we need to plan, we need to do this, we need to do that. You're chasing a bit of leather around a footy field. It's not rocket scientists, guys. You've just got to get these guys tuned in to whoever's leading them. And they're not tuned in to whoever's leading them, I can tell you. It's what, obvious. What do you think? Hey, Richie, Richie get, us a bro- get a broom, mate. You're in the office. There's a little... Uh, <laughs> they're, just down the, they're just down the corner. Into the office over there, brother. Oh, get the broom. down there. Right? Literally, literally oh, 50 metres around that corner. Oh, seriously, well, it's like, honestly. I, I mean, do, do you guys agree? I just, I just don't think you can tinker around. You can't, like... You can't tinker around, but not with a sporting team. You just have to have a fresh voice and clean it out. Yeah, I, th- I think to put it in a context, people need to, to sort of understand. You've been there and done that. You've got the uh, the Warriors. The f- I remember the first person, you'd hired Daniel, mm. and the other person that was in the club was the, sec- uh, the secretary, Paddy, who was on the front desk answering the phone because there was no one else in the joint. No, yeah. And you'd actually put I've, a broom I've, through the joint the whole place there yeah. wasn't there was only one person left what do you, you think, know, the what only, do you think the only that people... stops people what do you think it's what I, stops them from doing that I, I don't know but i i see the thing with the the thing about that is you don't have anybody that's in that organization from the past trying to snipe and you know like you know trying to bring you down or it's just like hey you guys sorry boom you're gone right and then your new team comes in, you don't have to deal with any of those past issues and all that drama and just all this other stuff. You've got your team that you've selected. You know where you're going together. You know what you're trying to achieve. You're not having to put out any bushfires or there's any aggro from somebody else. Or You know, it's just it's just a, a clean sweep. And just, mm. <clears throat> you know, it's like when you go, if you buy a company, a lot of people just go in and just clean it out because they want a new culture. Mm. And you know, with this this word about culture and all that sort of stuff, well, it's it's it is quite key, you know. So, if you want to change your culture, you have to broom it. You can't get somebody else who's been involved in another you know dynamic to all of a sudden change the way you're thinking. And even if they do, you've got to put all that energy into it. You don't want to be putting energy into people like that. You just want to get on with your job, and everybody be going in the same direction. And that just means a new team. Mm. You know. 19 minutes past 8am this morning, Thursday, 28th, uh, Ridgie in studio and spinning some facts, some good messages here through. Ridgie is a legend, grew up watching Game of Two Halves with him and Macca travelling the world, causing an absolute ruckus. So refreshing to hear him spilling truths and being himself on air again. Ridgie has been great for my mental health. Every time I watch the Game of Two Halves clip about what Sally thinks of his hair, <laughs> I, I piss myself. It's probably the most iconic clip that goes around.
around the internet these days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it haunts you to this day. 20 minutes past eight. There's some good messages here on double eight, double three. We'll put to him after this. If you've got any more, send them through right now. Here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past eight. No surprises. Reggie got us an absolute stitches in the commercials there. Uh, double eight, double three. Kurt's come through, Reggie, and said, Morning, lads. Quick question. Can you talk us through the place kick for touch on penalties? <sighs> Why and what was the theory behind it? <laughs> Will we ever see it again? Oh, shit, I hope not. Um, now, what, what happened was Bozo came to me and he was like, Oh, mate, I want you to chew off some more ground when you're, you know, kicking for thing. I was like, Oh, mate, I just... I didn't want to take any risks. You know, like it looks real flash when you punt the ball down the field. But if you if you miss touch, yeah, like it doesn't matter it. if you've kicked it 40 yards, but if you miss touch, you've given the ball back. So, and then he said, oh, look, what about place kicking? And I said, yeah, you could <laughs> maybe chew off. But it wasn't anything that I practiced, and he wanted me to practice it and shit. And then after a while, he said, maybe we'll give that a miss. I was like, thank you. Can I just kick it out 10 metres? And he's like, yeah, you can do whatever you like. So that's what we did. I said, hey, we've won a premiership, oh. Bose. It's going all right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going okay, buddy. Hey, mate, we're just, talk- <clears throat> we're just talking in the break there, Izzy, about, you know, <laughs> some, of the, some of the roles, the seats on the bus at the clubs and that. I remember, I remember when, I, when Richie got me into the club and, mate, I, I'd just come out of playing and I'd been coaching up in Wakefield and Posty had given Richie a call, said, oh, Kempi's going all right, you know, give him a, give him a call and he did that. And uh, thank him for that, you know, changed my life. Um, but I remember one day, I remember Doc, Doc was at the pool swimming and kept pulling his pants down in front of the camera. Remember who, that? Who, uh, the, um, Jason B. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was assistant coach, and so I was also the trainer, because we never had trainers, you know. I was just like, just make them fit. So you go, right, I know how to make them fit. You're going to get flogged. So yeah. I used to flog him, you know, and he'd come to training. It was a Monday, and he'd come in, and he was really hungover. That's right. And he kept pulling his pants down. You yeah. know, and, and, and giving brown eyes to the cameras, the TV cameras. And I thought, and I was sort of half thinking, I was in my players' mode going, actually, that's quite funny. Yeah. And then I had my, my coach's hat on, and I was like, mate, stop doing that. And then yeah. I was laughing, and I stopped doing that. Anyway, so I go home. You know, it gets on the news. I get a phone call from Reggie. He probably doesn't remember. And he goes, mate, can you come around to my place? And I went, yep. I sort of knew that tone, you know, because we were talking to each other like that before. I sort of went, oh no, I'm in trouble. Like, I'm the mate, I'm in trouble, my mate. I get around there and we're having a, having a bite to eat and he goes, mate, it's time you need to decide whether you want to be a coach or a player. And just like that, and I got it. Mm. I got it. He said, that thing that happened to Jason Deeth today, it, it, it really hurt the club. Mm. You need to be a coach. He can't do that again. Mm. You need to go away. You need to come back to me tomorrow and tell me, do you want to be a coach or do you want to be a player? And I just, you know, you're talking about that now, like mm. the recruitment people, for instance. I always oh. go on about recruitment here. What's your, what's your take on it? <clears throat> well, look, the, the recruitment falls down to one person. That's the coach. So for me, you don't need a big recruitment guy. Like, you know, these guys that have the pathway, that choose all the pathway. In my day, like, I, I, we've still got 24 hours in the day. You know, like people go and say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so this, I'm so... That's a load of crap. The coach leads the club in the, on the football side of things. So he should be in charge of recruitment, full stop. I don't get this, we've got a recruitment manager who's on a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, blah, blah, blah. What a load of bollocks. <laughs> it's just another like, hey, let's go and have a meeting with the recruitment manager. You know, like <clears throat> when we were doing it, we just go to Daniel and go, okay, Dan, who do you want? And he'd go, I want this, 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 and this. And we'd go, okay. And he, he gave us targets, and we went out and we 
targeted those people. That was it. It was his decision. He ran the football side of the mm. operation, him and him alone. And we just provided the support to make sure that we got the you know the people that he needed or as best we could you know and in the end uh, uh, if you come to the end of the season you do a review there's there's no pussy putting around saying oh well he got me this guy and they got me that it's like hey mate you were in charge of that department it's on you mm. you know and so it was so easy there's not there's not all these layers of people between everybody and you have a meeting and you do an email and do all this so, kind of so crap. Reggie how do we get the Warriors back to that, mate? The CEO and the owner pretty much taking ownership and, well, Andrew Webster's going to have no chance at the current state. So how do we get back to that? Is Andrew Webster the coach? <laughs> <laughs> no, but is he? Yes. Okay. And now he's a young guy, is he? Sorry, I'm not being a dickhead, but um, I, <laughs> I just that, that just came to me then. So, well, hopefully Andrew Webster has got the run of the place. Um Maybe he's a little bit young, but uh, he needs somebody. He needs people around him. Like Daniel had me, Mick, you, right? And we all discussed things, but we all had our, you know, we all had our role to play. Like uh, I stepped back. I was wasn't in the public eye or anything like that. But when decisions would um, had to be made and tough decisions, I made those decisions, right? Mm. And you guys lived. We lived and died by those decisions. If you had to make a decision, a football decision, you made the football decisions, and then we just put them into place. And that's the sort of structure you need. You don't need a whole heap of people around. It just it just mm. clutters things and it clutters thought. And you, you just have. There's got to be a hierarchy, right? And I, I reckon that the coach is the leader of the club. Mate, have they? Has anyone at the Warriors since? Sorry, sorry. Has anyone at the Warriors since phoned you for to sit down in a chat? Nah. See that, that. See that part really gets me. Like mm. they've had success before. Mm. They there are really good people around, but no one wants to phone you for a chat. No one's done that. <clears throat> no, but you know what? I like it. Doesn't worry me. I, like I, I'm, I'm super happy doing what I'm, what I'm doing, and my life's been amazing, right? And I had a wonderful ride playing rugby league, playing, and I had a wonderful ride playing rugby. I had a wonderful ride, like being involved with a club and being a part owner of a club. Even if it was only for a couple of years, I think it was actually only a year, and we turned that place around within 100%. a year. Within a year, mm. you know, we were going nowhere fast. And I, I tell you, the other thing about that is that you have to be completely honest. Like when I was playing, I always felt like the coaches at the time weren't being honest with the players. You know, you, you were sitting in the you'd sitting in the team room, and you can see on the video who's missed the. Friggin' tackle! You can see who's made the mistake. You can see all that stuff. It's there in black and flipping white, and they would just paper over it or not talk about it. And I'd be like, "How the hell, man? Are we gonna get anywhere if you don't go? Hey, mate, oh, oh, Stacy, <coughs> you missed a tackle, and oh, hey, hey, mate, or well, you didn't push up on the inside, and that's why they dropped off and they got through the gap and blah blah blah." You know, Oh, no, we can't do that because, you know, like, oh, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so, oh, man, it was just nev. So, so they pussy foot around, right? You've just got to be, it's, it's got to be black and white. It's oh, black and white, mate. It's, it's, we've got so many texts. So thank you for texting. We can't read them all. So many people saying, how refreshing to hear Reggie back. Oh, we, we do have to kick on with the rest of the show, mate. But before we let you go, you got a piece of wisdom. You're off to France in the mm. next chapter of your life. You want to leave us with something? Oh, she's a bit nice. I, I tell you what, I, what's a really good thing to do is, is it sounds corny and stuff, 
It is just be nice to people and don't take yourself so seriously. You know, everybody takes themselves super seriously these days. It, it, it's, it doesn't take yeah, a yeah, lot Reggie. to walk past people and smile and say, G'day, how your day's been and, and all that sort of stuff. It's actually, it's, when you do that, that's really good for your mental health. Because when you smile at people, like even strangers, they just smile back and you get a little bit of a tingle. And away you go. And that's what I do. It's so good. It's like a little drug. Like, hey. Love the tingle. Right. Every time every time I think about you, I get that tingle. Mate, I just want to say, man, I love you. Love you like a brother. Yeah, me too. Um, you've been, you've been great over the years, and we've always stayed in touch. Um, yeah, brother. Have, yeah, a, no, good it's been have, awesome. a, good, have a good time no, up in it, France. And, Thanks, Reggie. Uh, I look forward, I look hey, forward mate, to good catching luck. up again. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Kimby. Hey, good luck with your um, TV career, bro. I, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see you guys. Thanks well, a lot. Good as you too, mate. I'll be happy. There yeah, you go, Matthew Regis and Kimby for breakfast. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together, shaping and building New Zealand. Here through till nine, stay with us. SNZ, 24 minutes away from 9am this morning. Oh, boy. That was just hilarious. Matthew Ridge, uh, he's an icon. He's been on our screens for years. So good to have him in studio. If you just missed that, head along to our podcast channels and tune in. We will reflect on that throughout the morning. Uh, hilarious. What a great man. And Izzy, you get some advice here for your TV career, mate? <laughs> I've got some advice, but apologies for a few sentences that may miss in that podcast. Uh, just had a couple of dumped little opportunities we had to throw out there, but mate, that was outstanding. Yeah, and the text, text machine's been flowing hot. It is, um, mate, it was awesome. It was. Mate, just real honest, on the point. Everything he said about environments, he's a business owner, he understands what's needed for culture. Pretty much what everyone else is thinking, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a situation. But I wonder if he walked straight ahead to the NZR building. Did he go ahead or did he go left? Uh, he's honest. He's just gone. Hey, I tell you what, he'll be going left when he gets on that plane to France. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <Understood>. <laughs> he reckons if we ever up there, is he? He's just give him a call, mate. He's got plenty of beds up there, so. Well, I'm up there, Kimpy. Yeah, That's man. right. You might be able to. Oh, do you know? What I was thinking you could have ambushed him and said, "Oh, we, we could be a little trio." Maybe one of the episodes, Beef, Reggie, <laughs> and Daggy. How good would that go? You know what? I'm going to get him on, mate. 100%. You give me an idea. Thank you. Yeah. Epic stuff. Good work. 23 away from nine. Around the grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Absolutely it is. All right, let's kick on, fellas. Uh, Around the grounds with Rainbird. Yes, the intelligent use of water, and we've got a lot coming up this weekend. Hey, judging by the amount of texts people getting on Ridgie's comments about the Warriors, a whole lot of you aren't going to be tipping them against Melbourne. Tomorrow night, 7pm, Mount Smart Stadium, live commentary on SCNZ. What would you give the point start, Kempe, if you were setting it? Oh, geez, 12 plus. Is he? Ah, <sighs> 15. Yeah, I'd probably set it about 21. I don't have much hope, <laughs> to be honest. I've got hope. I've got hope, but nah, after hearing him talk about, um, Stacey Jones talking about the errors around the fence, around the ruck, Harry Grant, Munster, oh, she's tough. Hey, let's get into some com games action, eh? Blacksticks, Woman v Kenya, Friday 8pm, Birmingham. Blacksticks. Blacksticks. In a canter. 5 0. 
What nah, about? I'll go eight nil. Oh yeah, run it up. What about Black? What about Hayden Wild, Taylor Reed, and Dylan McCulloch? They are in the men's individual triathlon tomorrow, ten pm at the Com Games. Hayden Wild gold medal. Touche. Okay. What about the Blackthorn Sevens v Canada tomorrow, ten pm? Geez, tomorrow Ooh. night's a good sports night. Birmingham Com Games. It is. It is crazy, mate. Uh, Canada are pretty sharp. Yeah, they are. They'll be a t- uh, really solid game. Um, but Blackfin 7s by 10. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the girls. I reckon they, they get it mm, just. What about the point spread in this game, Kempe? All Black 7s versus Sri Lanka, 11 12 p.m. Well, I'm going to say 50 plus. Oh, 14 minute game, but you might not be well, far off. Um, not be far. Yeah, I'll go 50. <laughs> get a little 30 there. We've got... That's 10 tries. That's in a canter. In a canter. Black Caps v Scotland, Saturday at 1.30am. If you want to keep kicking through the night, Edinburgh. Well, we know the Black Caps are going to win that. Black Caps by... Lock in your multi. There you go. Okay. And what about this? Bay of Plenty Volcanics. Jeez, I didn't even know that was their name. That's a ripping name. Versus the Auckland Storm. Whara Palmer Cup, Sunday, 2.05pm. Mm. Can Les Outer inspire the bad plenty? No, they got no chance. I'd say Auckland Storm by 20. Yeah. I'll give them a 20. I was going to say 20. Yeah. I reckon Auckland Storm. I reckon they bounce back after that loss against Canterbury. Beautiful stuff. 20 away from eight. And fellas, everybody, after this, UFC 277 preview with Rick Dog, Ricardo wow. Ball, coming off the top mm. rope for TAB, joining the show to talk some fight sports after this, as you can be for breakfast. <laughs> from just 869 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we are quarter of away from 9am this morning. If you're just tuning in and you missed our chat with Matthew Ridge, all I could do is employ you to go listen to the podcast. Um, to be honest, he was an absolute gentleman and we were very lucky to have him in studio today. All right, place a head-to-head bet on either Kai Cutter France or Blood Diamond. And if they don't win, the TAB will refund you up to $50 at a bonus bet. More details and T's and C's at tab.co.nz. And to preview a huge card, UFC 277. It's our fight maestro. Rick Dog. Hey, Rick Dog, how are you? Uh, yeah, good, Louis. Yourself, bro? Yeah, going real good. What do you got for us on this awesome card? Uh, well, I mean, outside of the two main fights, or the two fights with the Kiwis, you know, I mean, uh, Kai Kata France versus Brandon Moreno, this is an interim title fight. Um, and uh, the winner of this will uh, then take on, there's another fight on the card um, between uh, Perez and Petania and I'll probably fight the winner of that fight. But, I mean, this is a rematch. Uh, Moreno, a very good fighter. He won last time uh, by unanimous decision. But it was an interesting fight because in that fight, the first round was all Kai Carter France. He was connecting really well with overhand rights. Kai's probably got the power, and he, I think, has got a slight reach advantage as well. But Moreno's got a great chin, probably a better kicking game. It's one of those that if Kai's going to win this, it'll be in the first couple of rounds. He's never been five rounds, and it is championship rounds this. Um, so if it goes longer, then it's probably in favour of uh, Moreno. And, of course, uh, the other fight on the card, the other title fight, is the rematch between Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena, who have been the two coaches in the ultimate fight of this season. 
Last time out, Nunez was a massive favourite, and she got upset uh, by La Pena. Uh, I think this time round, uh, Nunez takes it back. I think she takes her title back. I think, to put it one way, uh, you know, Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson, you know, he wins that fight 1-10, and 10, Buster Douglas. I think that was what we saw last time, and I expect Amanda Nunez uh, this time round to uh, win her belt back, and there's a great option, actually, a double chance where you can choose the method of victory, and I've mm. taken Amanda Nunez by submission or by TKO, and I think that's paying around $1.85. Oh, Rick Dog loves a wee, wee little t punt on the TAB, mate. Appreciate it. What about the Blood Diamond? The Blood Diamond, Mike, he's obviously 3-1. and one. He got submitted in his last outing, mate. You expecting big things? How could he go in the early prelims? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I mean, the guy that he's fighting, um, Orion Karche, is, is a wrestler as well, although not as mm. take-it-straight-to-the-ground type guy, so he will spend some time on his feet. Uh, the thing with Diamond in this fight is he's got a massive reach advantage. He's got like a five-inch reach advantage, um, and I, I think he's got the knockout power. The longer this stays on the mm. feet, the better. Uh, but I talked to Mike Gango the other night, and one of the things I've really worked on with Diamond is his takedown defense. So, yeah. if, uh, you know, Orion tries to get to take you down about maybe twice a, twice a fight, but if he's getting beat up on the feet, he'll try and go to, to the ground. But uh, at the moment, Diamond's uh, takedown defense is sitting at about 80%, which is pretty good, but they've been really working on that to make sure he can keep this fight on his feet. He is the outsider, Diamond, but I think there's money to be made there. And uh, last I had a look, there was no TKO, KO option on the TAB, but head-to-head, -head, uh, Diamond was paying... Yeah, wins by knockout, I agree, and go the Kiwis, Kaikata, France. Mate, that Pe um, Pena-Nunez fight, Nunez was average at best in the last fight when Pena took that title off her. She didn't look like she'd trained. Uh, she got into a, a wrestling match with her, got choked out. Mate, do you think you know, this program, she's put her, put her, put her hours into the training, uh, Nunez? Because if she has, Rick, I reckon she knocks her out. I think she's looked a lot sharper. Obviously, you know, the ultimate fighter is, is uh, show that their coaches on is just a really uh, drawn-out uh, pre-fight process. But, um, you know, just the training we've seen them do uh, and, and how sharp she looks, I think, you know, you've got you've to respect where Nunez is at the moment. And I think overall, she is a much better fighter uh, than La Pena. And I, uh, I think she's hungry and I think she's angry that she lost it. Uh, and an angry, hungry Nunez is a dangerous fighter. Love it, Rick Dog. <laughs> really, really appreciate it, mate. Good stuff. Cheers, All of those Rick. options you could find uh, at tab.co.nz. They do the fight week very, very well and uh, a little promotion to get you through as well. All righty, it is 10 minutes away from nine now. Racing for Purpose Season 2. Yeah, and we've been flying. We need a little bounce back, though. So today, Addington, race nine, number three, Chris Kyle, comes into the inform Bob Butt stable and looks to be okay in an open race. Today, Addington, race nine, number three, Chris Kyle.
hrnz.co.nz you can go and do all the forms some huge movements with handicaps and New Zealand Cup at the moment and harness racing oh huge developments there you've got to keep your eyes peeled there's going to be some massive news yeah. across the next coming weeks for harness racing world really? what's that? sorry what do you reckon about that? Open handicap. Uh, look, in my limited harness racing knowledge, I just don't know why you would ever touch the New Zealand Cup. I just think the New Zealand Cup's a stand yeah. and it just is what it is. Who cares if there's a dollar sixty favourites? You just jeopardise all of the history and the tradition. But I openly, openly will say that there are far smarter people than me debating this. Uh, but just yep. from an outside view, I just don't know why you would bother. Um, it'll be a, it'll just be a shock if we have the New Zealand Cup going around, but our best horses say self assured and copy that are racing over in Melbourne. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't make sense. Nah, so I don't know where they'll land with it. Follow that news at hrnz.co.nz. Eight minutes away from nine. Smithy's up next. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.